Hi there. Welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And today we are going to talk about time management. Before you start groaning, please hear me out in that this is a topic that applies to all of us. I mean, you can't be in your own life and not have some sort of awareness of time. And sure, time may be an illusion and it doesn't exist in the other realms, but here in our human experience, well, we have to deal with the clock and the concept and the construct of time. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it is because it seems to be even more of a need right now and more of a, even a desire from people because of the confusion and the schedule something, cancel something. Yes, you can go out in public. No, you can't go out in public. Uh, school is in person. Nope, it's going to be virtual. All of this stuff affects your adrenal system. It affects your sympathetic system and kind of sends the parasympathetic into wanting to help, wanting to create and wanting to have an experience of this humanness that's not always so dang stressed. And when I was working on my own process this week, I thought, oh my goodness, we have to talk about this in a way that isn't all about go get the latest journal, go get the time management system. I am going to talk about a couple of them, but not in the way that those things will solve your problems or your challenges with being late to an appointment or forgetting to turn in an assignment. Whatever is going on for you is well based in you. And there isn't a program out there that's going to solve that for you. However, if you get behind the idea and the understanding that the more practiced you are at something and the more supportive your habits are, the calmer you will be, the happier your parasympathetic system will be because it will be like, woohoo, they're listening to me. My system rocks. I picked a person who knows how to listen. Uh, it does sing and dance like that. You can't see me dancing, but it does do a little jig. The more you will see your life flow. And, you know, people are so interested in the topic of law of attraction, which I completely agree with. But there are other laws too like the paradoxical intent of when things show up and it ends up being what you think is quite opposite of what you've asked for, when in fact your vibration totally announced that this is what you want. And the way that this, even if it might not make sense to your conscious head, the way that this works and the way that it applies to a time management aspect is I think a lot of us feel more comfortable and centered and structured with some sort of plan. It's just how our brain is wired. And I don't like every minute scheduled. It makes me a little nutty. Um, but I understand that our brain wants to know what's going on. What is the plan? Where are we going? How are we getting there? And the more that we listen to 
our own particular wiring. So the more that you know your own wiring and the level of structure, I, I, I just feel like it would bring a lot more calm energy to everybody's experience. And I have definitely worked with those who are very high achieving and think that they have it all together because everything is so hyper-scheduled. And then when I suggest they take a day off, there's this fear and that's so sad Um, because it's real. It's not something that they're making up. Their electrical system and the wiring within literally panicked at the idea that you want me to go a whole day without a plan? Then that's sometimes my challenge. And I'll say, yes, I want you to see and to feel what it's like to flow through a day. So time management is in every coaching model, at least that I'm aware of. And most coaching would be at business, um, intuitive, life coaching. Um, trying to think of the other versions. There's so many versions now, it almost becomes overwhelming to my head. But there's always an element of following yourself around and figuring out what is it that you're doing and how can you best in my perception anyway, experience this life. It's not all about productivity when it comes to my program. It's, it's it's not. It's about where is the joy in your life and could we increase the joy by instituting some practices that get you a little bit of structure in there. And time management and coaching is popular because I think It helps to create a metric so that you can have results. And yeah, I know that if we do some of these practical things, that the results will flow. And that's that law of attraction. When you're in alignment with yourself, stuff just lines up. It works. And so we are going to talk about it today. And we can't shut down when we hear the subject of time management (laughs) Um, keep your, keep your ears and your willingness open and just play along with me a little bit and consider the fact that when you create a structure, when you can communicate by your habits to your brain that everything's cool here, we've, we've got this. And if something comes up that is unplanned, we will roll with that too, because we've created the belief in ourselves. Your intuition will skyrocket. I promise you, your ability to perceive energy when you make the space in your life for it. And one of the ways you do that is through time expansion. And you can't have time expansion without the management of some of the the minutiae, quite frankly. Um, It will feel like time expands when you are balanced in your structure and in your unstructured time. And if I suggested that this was a key to unlocking some of those blocks that you might have in your clairsentient or your clairvoyance, would you be more willing to go about it that way? Yeah, it's a little bit of a bribe. What of it? I raised three kids. I know how to bribe people. But it's also a bit of an incentive. (laughs) Just another word for a bribe, but I'm totally going to use the reframe. It's an incentive to be able to hear yourself 
uh, and to know what it is that you want in life. If you don't slow down, if you don't pause, you're not going to know that. I'm sorry, but the information that drops in from soul and that drops in from spirit and your guides and angels and all that, it can't get through on a head that's constantly ticking off what it has to do next week. And while I understand that circumstances in life and some positions that we get ourselves into create that, I am telling you that you have the choice of whether you want to live the rest of your life in that adrenal overload, or if you want to arrive in a place and operate from a, a space of thoroughly enjoying life and trusting that everything works out for your benefit. And one of the ways that you do that is to not be obligated to your calendar so much that you don't have the opportunity to practice free flowing or to practice choice. Um, and this is not about putting more on your calendar. This is actually about freeing you from those spaces. And we've been, you know, t fed a total line of hooey, at least in the States, that the busier you look and the busier you seem and the more frazzled you are, that must mean you have some level of success. And it's just utter BS because that's an example of how to get yourself a shortened experience here on life, on planet Earth and in this lifetime. That's a way to be miserable throughout your experience. Um, when we pull it back from the external of what it looks like, or how it might present to someone. And you know what? Stop inflating that unsupportive part of your ego that I'm just so stressed must mean that my life is absolutely amazing and I have so many things going for me. No, what it means is you're creating more stress for yourself and there's no award for that. There is no award, ulcers. I guess you could think of an ulcer as an award, but there is no award on the other side either when you get there that you've lived this life of stress. So when you agree to come here as a soul and there's no time element and you integrate with the human aspect of you, you can use both of those skill sets to then do what we call manifestation or creation of the life that you'd like to live. And yes, this is what, this is going to be a lot of practical um, stuff that I've just found works. And <laughs> my, my motto usually is something along the lines of keep it simple, sweetheart, because I think we over dramatize things. I think we make things harder than they need to be. And I will completely confess that over my lifetime, especially when I shifted to coaching, I thought, oh yeah, I absolutely have to have the planner. I have to make sure that I'm doing everything every day that I'm asking my clients to do. And then I realized, no, that's not really going to work, Vicki. You're going to explode. So the steps that I've come to over the last 21 years of working with this stuff may be different than things you've heard. There will be some you've already heard, um, but they work. And I thought, let me just give this out there because the more people who are questioning their devotion to the calendar, and yes, we have had a past year and a half where some of that was solved for us. Um, some people got more hectic. I know we can't make a blanket statement about the last year of the pandemic, but I really believe one of the gifts of it 
was that it made us stay home. It made us have some time to ourselves and perhaps even helped us to raise our vibration because we were quiet a little bit. And I'd like to extend that. I would like to take advantage of that and see if we can get into a practice of honoring the time that we're here and doing it through some structure. So the first thing that I would suggest is that you make a to-da list. Now I call it a to-da list because I think we should celebrate. I think if anything's on that list and you accomplish it, there should be a highlighter that goes through it. Don't you cross that out. Use a highlighter to say, I did that. A to-da list is something that you get to determine what works for your day. I recommend a brain dump. Like sit down and write down everything that's in your head that needs to be done. And down to the most minute detail, if it pops in your head, it goes on the list. And one of the ways that can be a good way to organize this is to think of the, or draw a line down the center of the paper, or you could do top and bottom, depends on, you know, the way your, your visualization works. This is handwritten. This is not typed into any system because when you make the connection of pen or pencil to paper, it makes a connection in your brain. And I don't know about you, but if I don't handwrite it, it does not go in. It stays in this digital world. And, you know, we all still need to practice our penmanship because we're typing too much and our handwriting is getting bad. Okay, I might be speaking from experience, but when you do this brain dump, you have one side that is the more maybe work side or career side, or if you own your own business, the things that need to be addressed. And you do not edit this as you go along. You just allow it to dump out of your head because if this stuff is in your head, it's running around in there and it's taking up valuable space and it's also creating anxiety. Once we look at things, they tend to be less anxiety producing. So the other side would be like your personal aspect, what needs to be done in your own personal life. Now, on a daily basis, I use index cards and I have one card for my work for that day. And I have one card for personal, what needs to get done, errands, you know, change the rabbit box, call somebody, make an appointment. The things that sometimes can be done between appointments for my day, you know, sessions with clients. And if there's a list there, I don't spend that 20 minutes between people wandering around and just picking things up and putting them down. So that you could use that method too. But I would recommend at least once a week, a complete brain dump, and then you can work off of that list. Now, I don't mind when people do the brain dump and they keep that as their to-da list, you do not need to break it down into smaller chunks. But what you do need to know is, and you have to actually say to yourself, self, these are not things I need to accomplish all of today. Just like life, there's a rolling into tomorrow. What happens when you do that, it allows the part of you that might be overwhelmed by what came out. And you will be impressed about what is in that head. Um, I don't know about you, but I can be walking through my space and think, oh, I got to get to that. Oh, I got to get to that. Oh, I said I'd do that. Oh, I got to get to that. And then, you know, that's interrupt sleep, 
And then when you don't get to it, sometimes there can be what I call the billy club where you pick it up and you beat yourself over the head with it. So when you have a working list and use a printer paper, don't use lined. That's even unless, you know, that's your preference. But um, some people like to put it on really pretty paper. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Be realistic. Put it all down there and then decide what is it that you will allow um, and create the space to do these things. You must put it on your calendar. And this is not, again, to keep you attached to your calendar. It's to create the time. It basically says to the universe in this maybe two hour block. I like two hour blocks. I think they're very uh, possible. But in this two hour block is when I am going to clean up my computer or I am going to have these five things that are listed right here going to be complete when I have this two hour block. It is imperative that you do this. And if you are working in an environment where there are meetings all the time and you guys are sharing calendars and everything, Put on there that you are going to be unavailable for those two hours. You can make sure people know, oh, I'll be working, um, but I need that focus time. And if you're a leader or an executive or a CEO listening to this, please encourage your staff to do this because it will create a productivity like you would not believe because the brain keeps processing everything that we have to do even when you're doing other things. So if it knows on Wednesday from one to three, no one is allowed to email me, call me, text me, and use that do not disturb. You're going to hear me say that a few times. It will relax about those things that need to be done. And sometimes through the magic of the universe, things just get checked off your list because either they're no longer pertinent or somebody else took care of it. And I love the magic of that when it happens, but you do need to block out time. And to that point, also um, maybe using a helper of focus. I use what's called the Pomodoro effect and Pomodoro is a tomato or a tomato. And that has no bearing on what this is about. It's just a funny connection and there's a pretty cute story if you look that up, but I won't take your time right now. I use the Focus Keeper app to do this. The way that a Pomodoro works is usually four, increments of four, you would have 25 minutes of very focused pay attention work, and then there's a built-in break. So I set my breaks for 10 minutes because that allows me to walk around. It allows me to do some downward dog, stretch the back. Um, you know, maybe do the dishes or put something in the instant pot for dinner. And then you have, you would go right into three more of those cycles. So when, again, when the brain knows that there's a break coming up, it often will allow us to focus. Now, if you are someone who has become addicted to technology, it will be so challenging the first couple of times because you want to reach for the phone. And this is also a great observation of self to be able to realize how many times you do reach for that phone. 
Um, or like, I know I, I wear an Apple watch and there have been times where I don't even have the watch on my hand and I'm tapping my wrist and I'm like, whoa, that is built in there. So the Pomodoro effect or the focus keeper app, use the free version. You don't need to purchase the whole thing will help retrain your brain to pay attention, to focus, to complete tasks that are necessary And what this will do is not only bring a sense of accomplishment, but it will translate into other areas of your life, most especially knowing how to be present, how to be with people, how to be with yourself, because you have taken this totally distracted brain that, yes, all of these algorithms are designed for. I actually think the people who came up with TikTok knew that people have a 58-minute now attention span And that's one of the reasons that the videos are 60 seconds, unless you're one of those special people who got three minutes, but um, 60 seconds or less because they're playing to what our attention span is now. And that is just nuts. So using some kind of focus keeper. Now you can do this on your phone um, in the timer app. I use that a lot for meditations and well, workouts too. And just play a gentle sound to let yourself know that you get up and go. The reason I like the Pomodoro is already built in with the breaks. I don't have to then time a 10 minute break, then put my 25 minutes back in. And you can choose the different lengths. If you're someone like myself, once I get rolling, I might want to do 40 minutes um, and just stay in that flow and then take a little bit longer break And, you know, maybe go outside and smell some fresh air. So check into that and see if it's something that could help you break this distraction thing that we got going on. Um, And to also, you know what, not fall into the hands of all these programs and everything and to create choice and autonomy within yourself. So You will also want to use your intuition mixed with your intelligence to decide in what order do you start on this to-da list. I recommend, again, the brain dump and then feeling your way through the list. Like I will often, the thing that gets dumped might be 12 on the list and I'll go down through and I'll feel a little bit of excitement about doing that. Or I might feel, oh man, I can pound that out in five minutes. I might feel like that's what I need today. Um, you don't always have to tackle the toughest task first. Um, If it's going to get done, it's going to get done. You may set a commitment to yourself that it is one of your um, focusing times for the day, but use that gut. This is where it can really help you to expand your ability to read energy. That list that you just create has a different vibration for everything you wrote down. So if you scan it and you feel like, ooh, I want to do that one, then it sets you off into a place of success. Now, often I will pick the one I've been avoiding the most and get that done so that I can do a happy dance because that's really important. And then I will feel proud of myself for having accomplished that thing I was avoiding. And most of the time, honestly, we do these things 10 times in our heads before we actually do them in person. And then when we finally do them in person, we're like, seriously, seriously, I gave that much energy over to thinking about this rather than just jumping in and doing it. So you get to choose. Um, When you go through the list, 
please remember to breathe. When you're in this focusing time, take those deep breaths because that, again, activates the parasympathetic system and tells the brain that's freaking out that we're okay. This is stuff we're capable of. We can completely get this completed. Remembering to breathe, and that can be incorporated in those Pomodoro moments, should be incorporated in those Pomodoro moments, also defrags the brain. It takes out what's no longer necessary in there. I like the count of in for four, hold for eight, out for four, but you make up your own numbers. You go with where your body is. Try to extend it. You might start with two for two, And then as you learn to take deeper breaths into your belly, you can up the amount that you're holding and then the amount of time that you're exhaling. If you come in through the nose and out through the mouth, it will also help to affirm these habits that you're laying down. And speaking of releasing all that extra energy and stuff, did you move your body today? We've become way too sedentary and almost averse to moving our body for the sake of moving our body. Um, Whatever you do for your fitness, that's up to you. I'm talking about moving your body for at least half an hour a day and preferably continuously for that half hour. So going for a walk, doing some gentle stretching, doing a program. Um, I really love the mobility programs because it gets your heart rate up a little bit. It's not super crazy, uh, but it builds good flexibility and muscles. And I can do them between sessions sometimes and not look like a hot, sweaty mess. So did you move your body? See, this is all about creating the experience of being human that you would like to have. And your body wants to move. It does not want to sit and watch that full thing of Netflix. Granted on occasion it does, but your body was built to move. It was built to carry you from place to place. It was built to stretch and to bend and to do all those things. So, you know, barring any illnesses or limitations, we still got to wiggle. We still got to move our butts. So it will help your brain to be more focused. It will help your concentration. That's kind of the same thing, Vicki. It will help you feel better about yourself when you do this. And this also must be scheduled. It has to be in there. I know what it's like to say, I'm going to do it after I finish my work for the day. Um, Let me just get one more thing done and then absolutely I'll get that time in and then not do it. Uh, You know, so If it's in there and once it becomes a practice, you actually start to feel like you forgot something or there's a deficit. I get cranky if I go two days without some kind of movement. And yesterday, the energy was just kind of wild for me and I couldn't focus. So there was a walk in the morning. The puppy was really happy. Well, (laughs) she was really happy to go. Um, She's 14, so uh, our pace is not crazy, but I chose to take the morning walk. And then again, in the evening, we went out because I just needed to move my body some more. And I knew my brain wouldn't calm down if I didn't move my body a little bit. So doing it with no music, no podcast, just looking at the trees and moving along with her, it literally took us, I think it was like 32 minutes. 
And then I was focused and I could enjoy my evening and even came up with a couple ideas uh, for business. So that space that gets created when we're doing something, yes, it's a focused activity where you have to make the commitment to do it, but it also allows for space for brilliance to come in. And if you do not move your body, you will not be able to move energy to be able to perceive your own intuitive self. They just cannot coexist. You'll get clogged, your chakras won't move, and it can get frustrating. And sometimes people will say to me, I'm just not progressing, I'm not developing. And I'm like, well, you're also not moving your arms. So I'm sorry, but that's gotta be part of it. And I'm not sorry because I know how important it is. And it isn't about putting yourself through massive CrossFit or anything like that. Just find something that you like to do and do that for 30 minutes. One of the time management things that you'll hear and it's time expansion, let's call it time expansion, things that you'll hear, and I really believe in this too, is to batch your projects. It's too easy, especially with the notifications that pop up all the time to get pulled from one thing to another, to another, to another. And then sometimes at the end of the day, you feel like you didn't accomplish a dang thing. Batching your projects, for instance, I check my email three times a day. My goal is two times a day and I'm not quite there yet. Um, Sometimes it's because I just feel like I have to check to make sure I haven't missed something for a next appointment. But that's really an excuse. There's nothing that is an emergency that comes through email. So my intention for the month of May toward at the end of May is to be checking it first thing in the morning and then last thing when I decide that my communication day is over. I might work at nine o'clock at night because I feel inspired to write something or because all of a sudden I understand the program I've been working in and that's fine, but That's not my work time, nor is it when anyone should expect a reply from me. So setting those boundaries for myself, and I've suggested this to a few people who work in those industries like entertainment and law and publishing seems to be this too, now that I think about it, Um, education, oh my goodness, higher education, where they're answering an email at 10 o'clock at night, and which is okay, If you're doing that, if it means you'll be able to sleep, not if you're doing it as practice, but if there's like, oh, I wanted to do that and it'll help you sleep, but I want you to set the delay send. I want you to send it, you can send it the next morning at 7 a.m., but send that delay send because one of the things that I found has happened is other people will believe that you're available And if you start replying to things later in the day, especially if you own a business, people will get into the habit of being like, well, she emailed me at 10 o'clock. I can just contact her in this way. And I say, no, you can't. Um, Well, you can contact me, but I may not answer you. Um, Because we have to have that space where our brain is not engaged in those activities in order to be and to show up as the best. And I know for me, there were 14, last I counted, 
I just added TikTok. I don't know if you can do messaging on there, but well, yeah, you can. You can do direct messaging. Um, so now there's 15 places that people can get a hold of me. And that's okay. I have a public life. It's okay. But that does not mean that I, as Vicky, am always on and I need to be checking those messages again. The only thing that's an emergency is a 911 call or literally that, an emergency. And I presume people who are close enough to me to need me in an emergency have my cell phone number and they'll call me. So I'm assuming the same thing for you. We have to stop treating everything like it's a person bleeding out on the side of the road. This is not, email is not that important. So whatever your project is, batch it. Because then you're also in the flow. This is about manifesting and this is about energy too. Because when you're in the flow of answering email, your head is in that space, right? It gets easier to make decisions and to get back to somebody and say, yes, this is what I'd like to do. So just like when I record the podcast, I tend to do two or three at a time, depending on how much I want to talk to myself on a Thursday. Uh, because I get into the flow of it, the technology, the system, uploading it so that doors can edit, all of that kind of stuff helps me. So I write these ahead of time. I batch write them. I will spend an hour or so writing up what's going to happen because I have, you know, my bullet points that I follow so I don't go too far off into the weeds, which we know I can do. And then when I get to the point of recording, I record a bunch in a row and then that also helps me to know that, okay, I have breathing room because I just recorded all of June's podcasts. So whatever your project is, you can create a success for yourself by batching it. And again, this is because the distraction in action gets you know booted and it feels really good. So the idea of checking email for me in the morning and then at the end of my work day is also because I am not a fan of email or voicemail jail. I don't like being beholden to it. But the very real fact is I run a pretty successful coaching business and I have to answer things. And I'm grateful to the emails I get from you guys about the podcast and the newsletter and the blog and all those things. So sometimes it's fun. It's just that it can take away from me maybe reading a book or spending time with a friend um, on the phone or in person, because they will get to in person here shortly. So in that regard, can you delegate? Is there a way to automate and delegate? These two things will help you to expand time doing what you love and having some freedom really to explore and to maybe delve into a new hobby or to, like I said, to read that book, take a bath, talk to a friend, go out to dinner. Can you delegate anything in your world right now? That's another list for you to make. I love lists. I really love lists. They help to ground you. They help to create a plan. And for myself, they help me to feel like, oh, I have done something and I'm not just floating through and here we are at Thursday again. So do you have a person in your life that it can be delegated to? I personally, after my kids, I have three of them. When they reached the age of 13, they had to do their own laundry. I no longer did their laundry. Um, some of that was to teach them adult skills. But the other part of it was I was done and I love doing laundry. But I was done doing the 10, 12 loads a week 
that required, you know, was required for a family of five and felt like, well, what's an area that I can release? And it wasn't even the act of doing the laundry because obviously if they had something in the washer and I was putting something in, I'd flip it over. Or if they left it in the dryers, sometimes I would fold it. Sometimes I dumped it unceremoniously in the middle of their bed which they probably slept on for a day or two before they actually got to it. But hey, at least it was clean. But that process of not having it on my head that I had to get to it or this mountain of laundry that was piling up in the um, laundry room, it just helped take that away from my space. So an example of at home um, doing that and please help these children to be adults in the world and not walking around thinking they have to know everything. So they act like they know everything when they're really scared because they have no idea what they're doing. So batch those or delegate rather, sorry, I jumped up on another bullet point. If you have a person in your world that your business world, is it time in your business to expand? Now, this may feel daunting at times to think about taking on another person, but you know what? I will never have another employee, but I am thrilled to have people who are contracted work with me. And I now have three virtual assistants and they each have their own specialties. About to bring on a fourth one. Um, They all have their own specialties. And I know, and I use a program called Basecamp that we talk through and that's where the assignments are and that's where our communications are. Everybody communicates in there um, because it then we're not bouncing between email and WhatsApp and texting and who knows what else to really try to keep it all smooth. So knowing what each person does now and as it continues to grow, that delegation means that I can get it out of my head. And then it clears up for me what I need to do because I have to start all this stuff. They can't do anything without my content. So in some ways, knowing that I've delegated to them and I've made a commitment to get them a certain number of hours a week, because that's my gig, not doesn't have to be yours, um, also keeps me organized and structured enough to get this content out to them. So do you have a person, and if you um, are looking for someone you know, four or five hours a week, 10 hours a week, whatever. Um, and can, they can work virtually contact me because I have a wonderful company that I work with and, um, we can refer you to them. I, I, it's not an affiliate or anything. I just really love them. So think about that because that's a way to manage your time and expand it for the joy that you're here to do. Just like in taking breaths, there has to be gratitude for what you do, um, how you are during the day. I know this is pretty focused on doing, but it's just the fact of life. <laughs> you know, just like there's always going to be some level of stress that shows up in life. Doesn't have to be every day. Thank you very much. Um, there's going to be things that we have to do. So the idea of creating these habits and believing in yourself and trusting that you'll follow through on them Um, it's just good self-care. So having gratitude for the fact that, you know, you maybe that second day you did your Pomodoro effect and you really focused that gratitude and that self-care, that is the epitome of I am taking care of me because I no longer allow 
the outside world to dominate how I spend my time. I'm choosing to hold that to myself and to create that. And yes, I know in different points of our lives, we have different experiences. I wish I knew about this when the kids were home. I wish I was a little bit more structured. I created good structure, um, but I could be pretty lax in some areas too. And I also did not delegate well. I did okay with cooking and laundry, (laughs) but the other stuff I didn't. I took it all on myself. And that also meant that I wasn't honoring the people around me to be capable of doing it. So make sure that attitude of gratitude, the gratitude practice. If if you forget to do it and you're just about to go to sleep, do it then. How you go to sleep is how you wake up. Imagine going to sleep in gratitude and waking up in gratitude. What a way to get that day started. It does not have to take a long time to plan out your day. Um, You can do this in five minutes beginning of the day or end of the day. I know some people that set up their next day at the end of the day. Well, by the time I get done doing all the sessions or whatever I've done, my brain is admittedly mush and I am not the best at the end of the day. That's when I do need to go for the walk or just chill out or maybe scroll TikTok a little too long. Um, So my method is first thing in the morning with my cup of coffee and my notebook. And after a quick Uh, connection and meditation, 10 minutes there. I am not a long meditator, um, but I think it's really important to quiet the head. So that's why I keep doing it. Oh, by the way, there are new meditations on the website, $1.99 and uh, vickybaird.com. Just put up a bunch of them. The ability to create this meeting with yourself is also how to increase your intuitive self. Because if you want to have connection with your guides and you want to have connection with your own soul, there have to be those moments of peace. You can be drinking tea or coffee or your smoothie or whatever's going on there for you. And in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, it does not matter. You are in charge of that wherever your best space is. But again, taking five minutes to plan your day, invaluable. It just allows you to feel like there's a plan. And I I think our heads really appreciate that. And should you decide to do this at the end of the day, and this is true of anyone, we have to decompress at the end of your day. If you're a night worker, that might be in the morning, but there has to be a level of decompression and you are, it's up to you what that is. Um, Some people do it through music, some people through extracurricular activities, Um, going for a walk, watching TV, as long as it's not hours and hours of mindless watching TV, anything that helps you to decompress. You will not be able to expand energy if you don't decompress the stress. It's just not possible. They'll fight against each other and it will always feel like you're chasing that everlasting, can't get everything completed list, which by the way, you're not going to because we're eternal and we have many lifetimes. So if you relax about that, that would help too. Um, but the idea of decompressing to help your whole system, your blood pressure, um, and but mostly it's for the joy of life. 
Um, taking a few deep breaths, sitting on your front porch maybe, and just relaxing. Stare at the trees or the mountains if you happen to have that. People watch. If you don't have, uh, if you're in the middle of a city and you, you just don't have the views that we have here in the beautiful Berkshires, people watch. <laughs> that can be a great decompression process. Or do your art whatever works for you, um, but take that time as well. It's really important at some point that you do a time study. If you want to know why you're always living in heightened stress and feeling like you're not accomplishing anything or feeling like you just go from one thing to another and there's no real joy in your life, follow yourself around for a week. Don't do it for three days. Patterns don't typically show up in that time. Do it for a week follow yourself around, um, maybe do it for a couple weeks if it's at work because things have cycles. And then when you do that, you will start to see either where the time that's not best spent is, in your best interest, I mean, or where, you know, are you allowing that coworker or employee to take up too much of your ear time and then you're feeling stressed and can't get to what you need to do. Uh, but follow yourself around and just get an indication of where the time goes. It's pretty impressive. And sometimes when I've done this and I, what I do is I just leave out a pad of paper and I will write down like one hour session went over by 10 minutes. Not unusual. Um, half an hour, uh, did a Kaiser workout 20 minutes shower afterwards because we forget about those things, right? We think, well, I just did the workout and I should have been back at work or, you know, or like when I go down to the gym, it takes me half an hour to get there. There's an hour working out. Then there's half an hour of getting back. Then there's the shower. You know, that stuff adds up. So when you see it, you can be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I'm not a slacker and I'm not... um avoiding things or procrastinating, it's a very real time element. So can I shift any of that? Is there something that needs to change there? So do the time study, um, follow yourself around. If you're someone who works at the desk, computer or whatever, keep track of the distractions because those are probably where it's adding up. You don't think two minutes of instant messaging is really going to be that much of a distractor, but they, by the end of the day, it could be a whole hour that's there. And this isn't to be done in a punitive way. It's just to bring information. It's just to let you know where did my day go. And some of this is kind of fun because then you can start to be more present in your life and you'll catch yourself when you're not acting in your best interest. The most important thing though of all of this, and this is the last one, is you must have non-scheduled time. And the ass backward part of this is you have to schedule it, <laughs> at least initially. And it took me quite a while to not work Saturdays. Uh, it actually took me getting into a relationship with someone who had Saturdays and Sundays off for me not to work Saturdays. And then I took that to the place where I decided Saturday was my no communication day. Nothing is decided for Baird Enterprises Incorporated on Saturday, nothing. Um, that is my non-schedule day. Uh, if you're looking for an appointment, I might 
punt it over to Tracy or I may respond to you Monday morning or sometimes on Sunday, but not on Saturday. You won't see it on Saturday because that it took me so many years to get to the point where I actually didn't feel guilty about doing that. Like, and I had to get over myself because that 90% of the time wasn't the expectation. There is an expectation from some people, but you know what? I'm not performing emergency surgery here. So if I'm going to be an example to my clients and I'm going to ask people to do this, I feel like I have to walk the walk. So non-scheduled time, ideally a day in your week, but if not, a good chunk of time where you know there's no appointment you need to get to. Because again, if there's something on the calendar, our brains really process it over and over again to make sure that we're not gonna be late. Have you ever had to meet a flight and your alarm was set as an, at an earlier time and you woke up like 10 times that night because you were afraid you were gonna miss the flight or this used to happen when I was running 5Ks and half marathons. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep the night before because I was afraid I was gonna miss the starting line. Why? Were the Olympics really looking for a back of the Packard 12 minute miler? <laughs> but the brain will do that. And it's like, instead of beating up the brain, we need to start understanding it. So when you give it an open-ended, it relaxes, it decompresses. The world will keep spinning. I promise you it will. And then you may not have to go to self-soothing in food or alcohol, drugs, TV watching, avoidance, all of that. So I hope some of this has really helped. I know for myself that I've seen the evidence of putting some of these into effect. Do not do all of them at once. Pick one that feels like, oh yeah, that seems most pertinent in my life right now. And, and just go with that one and see what the results are for you. Experience that. Uh, this is self-care. I'm not talking about doing this to make your next $100,000 or to get the most followers on Instagram or any of those external things. This is about giving to yourself and the the result of, of that will be that alignment. And then maybe you can go create those things. But um, most importantly, it is about really enjoying this life that you have and we are not here to be martyrs. We are not here to be a slave to the clock or to the um, idea that the busier we look, the more successful we must be. Um, you can likely get all those things accomplished with a little bit of practice and structure and giving yourself the space to breathe. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I will see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com, or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.